to the book of Leviticus, chapter 23. Leviticus chapter 23. I want to talk about one of the feasts of Israel. Israel had about 13 different feasts. If you include the year of Jubilee, you include the Sabbath days, uh, you have, have those, um, uh, the Sabbath year, there was about 13 different feasts, um, and I want to look at just one of them. Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 33 talks about the Feast of Tabernacles. So if you found Leviticus chapter 23 in honor of God's Word, would you stand with me, beginning with verse 33. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 33. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, the fifteenth day of this seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days unto the Lord. On the first day shall be in holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein. Seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. On the eighth day shall be an holy convocation unto you, and ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. It is a solemn assembly, and ye shall do no servile work therein. These are the feasts of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, to offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord." a burnt offering and a meat offering, a sacrifice and a drink offering, everything upon his day. Besides the Sabbaths of the Lord and besides your gifts and besides all your vows and besides all your freewill offerings which ye, shall, which ye give unto the Lord. Also this fifteenth day of the seventh month, when ye have gathered in the fruit of the land, ye shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days, and on the first day shall be the Sabbath, and on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. And ye shall take you on the first day the boughs of goodly trees, branches of palm trees, and the boughs of thick trees, and willows of the brook, and ye shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days." And ye shall keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. Ye shall celebrate it in the seventh month. Ye shall dwell in booths seven days, and all that are Israelites born shall dwell in booths, that your generation may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt I am the Lord your God. Moses declared unto the children of Israel the feast of the Lord. I want to talk for a few minutes this morning about let's go camping. Let's go camping. All right, would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we love you this morning. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for each one that's in your house this morning. And Father, we thank you for your word. We need, Father, the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost. Father, I pray that you would work this morning through this message. Speak to somebody's heart. Give us a freedom and a liberty in this place. Most of all, give us the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And Lord, give us the words that you want us to speak. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Let's go camping. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there was a time when we were a lot younger. We probably enjoyed it more. 
but most any time we'd ever camp, and if you know anything about it, those very first times you think, oh, I'm tough, we can get by with it. And I can get by without all that other paraphernalia. And you know what? When you decide you're going to sleep on the ground, I'll find the closest, the biggest rock and be right in the middle of my back. And so, you know, but, but, uh, but there's times we have done it. And so I find that kind of fits with this, and you'll understand why here in a few moments. But Leviticus 23 talks about the Feast of Tabernacles, and this is unique for several reasons, and some will be my points here today, because it's during the harvest. It's from September through October during that, what, that time that they would have, the Israelites would have the Feast of Tabernacles. And so they were to offer their sacrifices. They had a list of sacrifices that they were to offer to the Lord. That was a, a standard part that they were so. But there were some other things that they were supposed to do. But I want you to notice, first of all, that what we're going to talk about it was required. It was a requirement. We find that in verse 42. It says, You shall dwell in booths seven days. All that are Israelites born shall dwell in booths. You know what I find here? It doesn't say that God is suggesting this. He's telling them, you will do it. You're going to do it. You know, it's an act of obedience. You know, uh, there are things that we find that are, uh, you know, in life that are a good suggestion or, are, are, you know, maybe you should consider this. But here, when it comes to God, God's pretty serious about it. And he tells them, all of you, all of you that are Israelites, you are required to do this. You know, I, I find through the rest of the world of God, there are several things, really, as Christians, we're required to do. We're required to pray. We're required to read God's Word. We're required to be witnesses. There's a lot of things that we should be doing. You know, when it comes to the Ten Commandments, they're not ten suggestions. It's commandments. God expects us to do it. So that was one thing. But I want you to notice a second thing about this. They were to set up booths. And so it was, number two, it was a reenactment. That's really cool, isn't it? It was a reenactment. And so, let me illustrate this. You didn't think I could do this, but just, just watch and be amazed. Look at this. Oh, see, dual-purpose puppet stage also serves for a booth. Amazing. So they were to set up a booth, but since I didn't have any palm branches to go across it, and historians say that they would have been constructed and it would have had three sides to it, made out of wood and had palm branches. I did look at the plant downstairs. Somebody said, Brother and Sister Smith brought it. I didn't know if I could pull one of those out of it. I tried, but they didn't come loose. And so, But they put branches over the top. It was to be a booth. Could you just see Emma Hughes getting excited about it? We're going camping. We're going camping, Emma. We're going, you know what? We're going to sleep outside. They were to leave their houses and, uh, and dwell in this booth seven days. You know what that meant? You're going to stay all night. You better bring your sleeping bag, right? So they brought their sleeping bags. Just happened to have one with me this morning. And if I can get this undone. Ugh. 
Okay. There. So, got their sleeping bag all laid out. Look at that. They're ready. They're ready. Not finished yet. Uh, I don't sleep without a pillow. Okay. And it's not finished yet. So we got curious, George. Got that? Ready. Could you imagine how excited? Going to sleep in a booth. Where, you know what? This was the ancient day equivalent of going camping. You know, God really entitled, and this is one of the feasts I think he wanted them to be excited about. It was a reenactment. This had a, you know, God doesn't do anything just because I'm going to take up time or whatever. It's got a purpose. Everything God does has a purpose. You know, I do stuff at work because they make me. You don't work at Kingspan too? It serves no purpose. <laughs> it's like the paper years ago that I stopped filling out. Nobody ever asked me why I didn't fill out the paper. And you know what I found out? When nobody asked me why I didn't fill it out, it had no purpose. I just stopped filling out to see whether anybody really cared. You know what? Everything in God's Word has a purpose. Everything God does has a plan and a purpose. So all of this was a reenactment. You know, people, I gotta stand over here because nobody can see me over there. But you know what? People go to uh, battlefields to see reenactments. They put a lot of work into a reenactment to make it as real as possible. And you know what? Those, a lot of people weren't there. That, that generation in Israel hadn't been there when they actually dwelled in booths or lived in tents. They had come out of Egypt. God had brought deliverance, brought them out of Egypt, and a lot of that generation hadn't been there. And they needed to learn this. A reenactment is a learning opportunity to learn something. And to remember something. And so here they were to learn. You know, sometimes they reenact crime scenes. Find out who's guilty. They reenact car crashes to find out who was at fault. They do that. They put the study into it to find out really what happened. And so this is a reenactment. They were to do this. God had a purpose. And you know what? It was to commemorate. It was a learning experience to help them, to educate them, to help them appreciate what they had. But let me go to the third point because it's a it's um, it's about it's that it's required and it's about a reenactment. But this is about remembering. It's remembering. They were to do this on a yearly basis. How many of you have one year, December or January, whenever you take Christmas decorations down, generally by the time the next Christmas comes around, you remember where you put them, right? Right? Agreed? But you know, if it went five or ten years before you celebrated it again, you'd think, where did I put all that stuff? Where did I put those lights? But in a year. So this came up every year, and they pretty well know, hey, this is what we're going to do. Last year we went camping too. Now we're going to do it again. And so it would help them to remember. 
you know, I could walk away from some of you, not some of you, some people, and not remember their name, and it troubles me. It's like, what's wrong? I can't, I just, am I the only one here who has trouble with that? I just have trouble with names. And I'll just outright, I meet people at work, and I'll say, what's your name? Oh, it's Joe. I said, I know, I'll walk from here to the door, and I'll forget. But that's just like, I got a good memory. It's just really short. You know, it's, I got a terrific memory. It's just short. And so, you know, I'm not, we're not so good on remembering. But this is, God is big on remembering. When Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper, he said, this do in remembrance of me. I want you to remember. I want you to remember this. He wanted the Israelites to remember. It was him that brought them out of Egypt. You know, God used Moses, but it was God that brought them out of Egypt. It was God that caused them to stay in boots. It was God that brought deliverance from the Egyptians. It was God. And you know why they need to remember? Because some of them hadn't been there. There's generations that come on and change, and they hadn't been there. But God wanted them to remember. How many do we have here? Just be honest, you didn't worship with us in the garage. How many of you? How many of you did? Be honest, some of you, come on. You didn't worship with it. You know what? You don't remember what it was like going on Saturdays and we cleaned the floor. And we rolled out carpet. And we set up chairs. And we set up a PA system. And on Sunday night, we tore all that down. We tore down the PA system. We rolled up the carpet. We put up the chairs. We did all of that stuff every week. And you know what? You came here and joined us, which is fine. We love having, it's not, not, but you just don't, you weren't there. But if we went back by chance one Sunday and did it, you know what? It would help you to appreciate what we're blessed with now. Uh, right, right. You remember, you remember the, our, one of our first services here, and we didn't have to put chairs away. Everybody just mingled and they fellowshiped after church that night. And it's like, wow, look what God has blessed us with. Some of you, it's hard to appreciate where we came from because it's just because you joined us later and you weren't there. And that's, and that's fine. But you know what? We have a generation coming on, younger ones. They don't remember that either. And so that's the whole idea is to be thankful for what God's done. Right. To be thankful for what He has done. So they were, to, they were instructed. It, it was required that they do this. It was a reenactment that they were doing. But it was helping to remember that God gets the glory. That God is glorified. Let me, let me bring this home. Tonight, we do our live nativity. You know what it is? It's a reenactment. I already told you, you're required to be here. You're part of this church. I said, you need to have a note from your supervisor. If you get sick between now and this, you have to have a note from your doctor excusing you from our live nativity. Sister Michelle, you poor thing. But you know what? You will have to, if you can't be here and you die this afternoon, you will have to have a note from the funeral home saying you will not be here. You are required. You are required. Yeah. You are required to be here. But you know what? It's a reenactment. And it's exciting. You know, if we could have the uh, excitement, we're doing a reenactment. Let me do the worrying. You be excited. 
And let's get in this and say, you know what? We're going to do this for the glory of God because we're going to show this community what it is to celebrate Christmas. We're going to show them the real meaning of Christmas. They may leave here with a coloring book. They may leave here with a candy cane. And hopefully, they leave here with the Word of God, a track. And you know something? Doesn't mean we have to bring everyone to their knees. We sow the seed. Sow the seed. Allow God to do the rest. Somebody else comes along and they water it. But hopefully through the program, somebody somebody's heart will be touched. That's what it's about. I remember Brother Johnson when he first came here and he preached for us, what, a couple years ago. And some of the, when he saw what God had blessed us with, he said, what an opportunity. What an opportunity you have here. And folks, we do. We're exactly where I want us, right here in the middle of this town where we can reach this community for Christ, and we're going to capitalize on it. We're going to use it. Is it work? Yeah. And you know what? For a while, the stall is going to be a mess. Believe me, you look at some of the rooms and some of our, our fellowship hall and everything, but there, there is no ox. The stall's clean, but you have no ox to do the work. We'll deal with the mess, but if we can reach souls... That's what it's about. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for you to invite people that wouldn't come to our revival, that wouldn't come to our regular church services, that wouldn't come to a Wednesday night or a kids' crusade or anything else, but they're coming for a live nativity, and you never know. You never know whose heart will be touched. You never know they hear Silent Night, and and it takes them back to when they were a child. You never know something, the conviction that they can't get away from. Folks, we have an opportunity. To reach somebody with the, with the gospel. That's what. Do we have to be professional? No. None of us are pros. I've not been behind the scenes of sight and sound. I've not had anybody to coach us. Brother, brother, those of you who've been to export, did they ever teach one class on how to direct a live nativity? No. Right? No. I missed that class. Didn't have a class on a life. That was the class that was supposed to teach you how to do a wedding and how to do a funeral was to be how to direct a board meeting and how to do a live nativity. I missed that class. I was sick that semester or something. I missed it. But you know what? We're doing this together. That's part of being part of the body of Christ. I don't play the piano, but Michelle does. Cassandra does. Gracie does. Yeah, Sister Janine does. I'm sorry. You know, others, you got hidden talent. You know what? I, I, I may not be able to um, do some of the, I can't bake cookies, but Samantha did. I may not be able to do all these other things, but some of you did. Everybody doing their part. Everybody adding something to this. And we get up and we give it all we've got for the kingdom of God. What if, do this, somebody comes to the Lord? What if one person? What if it's one person comes to the Lord? Is it worth it? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. What if it's your relative? Was it worth it? Somebody you've been praying for for a long time, and you happen to invite them, and they gave their heart to the Lord. Was it worth it? Yes. Yes. God calls us just to be faithful. We leave the results to Him. But it's just like putting that booth. It's a reenactment tonight. It's going to cause some people to... You're required... You're quiet. And I say that jokingly, but you know what? We need you. We're small. 
We need you. We need you here. We need all hands on deck. If it's not the just creating an environment, making it like Bethlehem, passing, it just would be things to do, passing out tracts, just going around, greeting people, making them realize that, hey, that's one friendly church. If I go to church, I'm going to go to Safe Haven Tabernacle. I like those people. I like what they're doing. I like that they're reaching out. I like their attitude. I just like being around them. You know something? You never know. We don't know what God could do through this tonight to get people just to remember what Christmas is all about. Right. Uh, are we looking for professionalism? Not really. Are we just looking for, we're just, we're, you know what? We're just looking to do our best. That's all that God requires, is that we do our best for the kingdom of God. Can you make that commitment? Yeah, I think I can do that. I think I can do that. We don't have to be professionals because none of us are. None of us work for Sight and Sound. None of us work at Branson or Pigeon Forge or wherever these other big places. You know what? But we're going to do our best. That's all that God asks. Would you pray with me, Father in heaven? Almighty God, we thank you for this opportunity that we have tonight. This opportunity that's been placed in our hands. It's been presented to us. You know the individuals right now that are going to get in their cars and they're going to travel to Romney and they're coming to enjoy this evening with us. You know their hearts. You know their lives. Some of them are coworkers. Some of them are family and friends. And God, I pray that the seed would be sown, that you would give us a harvest of souls. And Father, I just pray that your anointing, you've already spoken to us. Let your anointing be upon this program this evening, we ask. Now would you bless as we come around these altars, we pray, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Cassandra, if you come back.